0: Hi, everyone. My name is Juliet, and my father's name is Thomas Sundima Simbo. And this is Sundays with Sundima podcast. Father and daughter conversations about self, family, faith, fatherhood, football, wisdom, and all the things that make up a life, specifically my dad's. My father comes from such a remarkable background. It's always so fascinating to hear stories of his upbringing. So this is a journey that we're going on and we would like for you to join us as he shares the stories and the experiences of his life. So this first episode is about the self but before we dive into that let me just get my dad to say hi to everyone.
1: Well hello everyone this is Thomas Andima Simbo.
0: All right so daddy um, as human beings we are such complex creatures um, and every day we're discovering more and more about who we are. Um, I want to go to the Bible. The Bible says in Genesis 1, that God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created male, female. We will dive into that a little bit later, into faith, religion, spirituality. Um, but even though God created us in his image, he also created us uniquely. Each of us as individuals, uh, from the moment we are formed in our mother's womb, We're we're uniquely made. And as we become, we have different things that we are to different people. Um, We wear many hats. We play many roles. And sometimes without even knowing it, we get lost in these different identities. I know you as daddy, but I also am aware that you are so much more. So for those listening that have no idea who you are other than my earthly father, tell us who you are. So this is basically one of those describe yourself (laughs) moments, those essays you get when you were in college. But before you begin, I would like to read an excerpt from your book um, to give us a little background. So my dad wrote this phenomenal memoir about the story of his life, and it's called My Journey So Far. And the reason for this podcast is so listeners can get to know you and we can talk about some of the themes and some of the subjects in your book. So I will start from the first chapter. This section is titled, My Home Life. And it reads, on Sunday, October 9th, 1955, a son was born to the union of Joseph Benjamin Simbo and Marie Maedi Simbo. I was named Sandema at the cottage hospital in the east of Freetown. Sandema was the sixth of Marie's 10 children and the seventh of Joseph's at that time. Interestingly, I am the only one among Joseph's 27 children who is named after the day he was born. Unfortunately, I came to realize while writing this, years after my parents died, none of my four older siblings alive could give me the rationale behind my name. As I grew up as a boy, I was either called Sunday or Sunday Ma by family and friends. So what is your full name? Could you tell the listeners?
1: My full name is Thomas Sandima Simbo.
0: And what does it mean?
1: Well, Sandima is the name that was given to me at Bath. And I don't know why, but I retained that name. And unfortunately, very few people, I am 68 years old now, very few people will call me by that name. Because all the people who uh, I was endeared to, that would call me that name, have passed away. So Mm -hmm. if somebody calls me by that name, I have to really look and say, who is it right now? But uh, Thomas is the name I got when I was about uh, probably 11 years old, living with my uncle in Connor, Eastern a part of Sierra Leone, attending school, he sent me to attend a Saint uh, Patrick Catholic Elementary School in Yerduyod, in Kwaidu. So while attending, they you know forced us all to do the catechism in class, and at the end of uh, maybe one year, we we're all told to be baptized. You know, not really knowing what that all entailed, but when I was baptized, I was given the name Thomas. And Mm. Thomas happened to also be my dad's uh, younger brother's name. He was in Connaught, too, at that time. Uh, My very wealthy uncle of mine, Uncle S.A. Thomas. So I took his name uh, after baptizing. So that's why I have the two names, Uh, Sandima from the time I was born, and that was my name all through elementary school until I came to secondary school in 1969 when people started calling me Thomas Sandima Simbo.
0: So you would say Thomas is your English name, per se. Ah, uh, <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. quite interesting. So when you were born, you were named Sundima? Sundima, yes. Um, And because it was you were born on a on Sunday? On a Sunday, yeah. Okay. I know your parents, you didn't get a chance to ask them, or That's your siblings right. now can't give you any answer. But what do you suppose, other than because you were born on a Sunday, why do you suppose they named you Ah, <sighs> I,
1: you know, I... <laughs> I really don't know. I wish I had <laughs> my dad or my mom to that, tell me yeah. the reason. I would have loved to know. But uh, my Maybe dad, they
0: didn't have a name for you at the time. The maybe, <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe. But my dad had, you know, all of us have uh, Mendy names. And, uh, you know, I'm sure maybe that was my Mendy name. Okay. Yeah.
0: Speaking yeah. of Mendy, um, many of you don't know this, but could you tell us where you're from?
1: Uh my dad and mom come from the southern part of Sierra Leone, which is predominantly Mende. Uh, they are both Ba Mende, uh, people that come mostly from the Tayama area, Kori mm. Chivdom. My mom was born in Jama Chivdom, which is a very deep Ba Mende area of uh, Sierra Leone. My dad from Tayama, which is also very deep by uh, Mende. So I, when I was born in Freetown, uh, we they spoke both Mende and Creole in the mm-hmm. household that we grew up in. And then, of course, I got to know Mende more when I went to live with my aunt. Uh, two year old, I was sent to live with my aunt. Mm. And I grew up in that Mende environment. So that is what gave me a huge advantage to not only speak Mende, but I can write it very well because I was taught that in elementary school Mm, Okay. thanks to teacher J.B. Kamanda. Nice,
0: nice, nice, nice. So Mende is, for those of you that are listening and may not be aware, so Sierra Leone is in West Africa, um, and Mende is one of many tribes
1: it is the most predominant tribe most in Sierra Leone. Yeah. Okay. The largest tribe in Sierra Leone,
0: and we are from that tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad's name, Sundima, is of Mende roots. And as he's mentioned, Sundima means Sunday. So. Do you have, speaking of, you mentioned your mom and your dad, and we'll get later into family, but I read 27 kids, and I'm, I already have tons <laughs> of questions, and I'm sure many other people have lots and lots of questions. I can't even imagine growing up with 27
1: siblings? Yeah, 27. Seven, uh, 26
0: brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I just, and you all grew up in the same house, and it, it just, we'll get into that more later. We'll learn more about your family and your upbringing. Mm-hmm. So the name Sunday has it served you in any way other than like you, people call you that? But I know now you don't even go by Sundima, you said. People no. People rarely yeah. call you that. Yeah. It's So it's wild that you when you were born, that's the name was given to you yeah. at birth. And yeah. now Thomas and Tom or whatever version people use yeah. is um, what you go by. But how has Sandima served you over the years?
1: Uh, Sundima, you know, because of... The background also in our home, we were very religious uh, yeah. home, home life. It was very customary for everyone in our house growing up. if you lived in Freetown or you live in Bonth where our dad worked or bo, we had morning devotions every blessed day. And you know that also helped us to get attached to church. In our home, there was an adage that says no church, no chop, which means <laughs> yeah, Sunday church service was mandatory. If you didn't attend church, you will not eat, will
0: not eat. the meal, wow. the main
1: meal of the day. Wow, so wow, wow. Uh, I guess it you know it drew me a little more to the church. Okay. You know, by that name, uh, it gave me a little uh, liking for church. You know, other than that, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, today, this the name Sunday Ma is serving us on this podcast because it's called Sundays with Sunday Ma, and we will be having a fresh new episode for you every Sunday. So this is Sundays with Sunday Ma.
1: Well, you know, when I was growing up as a boy, as a teenager in uh, Freetown, Every Sunday, I will assemble little kids and give them candy and say, it's my birthday. Ah,
0: because your name is Sunday. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, you know, the the little kids will sing Sunday Ma, God bless you. And I give them candy. So every Sunday was, you know, I I will say it's my birthday. You
0: became the Santa Claus of Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Do you have any other nicknames that you go by? Where did you acquire them? What do they mean?
1: Uh, at the age of 11, I had a little health issue, or osteomalitis on my left leg. And after one year, a couple months, that left me with a bored legged leg. Left leg. So, because of that, one nickname I had in school, particularly in secondary school, was Boys Kobo. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Boys Kobo. So that nickname, I had it, you know, back when I came to Tama in '69, I played uh, football very well. And people will love to have me on their teams because they always say, Boys Kobo, he's called a lot of goals. So <laughs> that's one nickname I had. And, uh, you know, I don't, nobody calls me that name boy, anymore. No, that,
0: was, <laughs> that was your boy name. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've heard people call you 1040.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> 1040, when I came to Tayama Secondary School, you know, every student has an uh, admission number. And that was the admission number I had at the Taama Secondary School, you know, raw, mm-hmm. green, Form 1 boy. And that number, uh, I was in the boarding home my second time in Form 1, and I uh, Every senior boy or girl in the school, uh, we will memorize their admissions number. In Ooh. fact, we didn't call them by their, you know, their name. first name or last name. We called them by their admission number. And because mine was so, you know, it rhymes <laughs> easily, 1040. <laughs> so when I went to Form 3, I became a senior boy in the boarding home. And I made sure every Greener, every from 1, from 2 student in the boarding home memorized my number and called me by it. They didn't call me Thomas Simbo. No, no junior boy or girl oh, okay. who called me by that name only by my admissions number. 1040. So my schoolmates from 69 to 75 in Tahama Secondary School, 90% of them, up to this day, when I call them on the <laughs> phone or they call me, they'll call me 1040. 1040. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I've met a few people that like ten forty I'm like, yeah, that's my dad um any other I know in eighty one you became daddy
1: yeah justina was born
0: um and we'll get into that later, but yeah. you've now acquired daddy, you've now acquired bampa you've all these other names um because of kids and grandkids yeah. um and which one which one of your names do you identify with most?
1: uh right now is grandpa <laughs> Yeah, right now, and call me any other name, I will smile. But call me Grandpa, I will feel at peace. That would, yeah.
0: I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. All right. So we'll get into family a little bit later. But you just recently celebrated your 68th birthday, mm-hmm. um, and as we are doing this now, we're currently in Melbourne, Australia, which is a long <laughs> ways. I looked it up and it's 16,076 <laughs> kilometers or 9,989 miles uh, and, from, uh, yeah, you know. even from Freetown when you were born to Jama, to yeah. Tayama, to, you're yeah. now, we're now in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I want to talk about is this question of who are you? Um, I'm a huge fan of books. Uh, I know you are as well. In the children's book, Alice in Wonderland, I don't know if you read it. It's by Lewis Carroll. Alice wanders Through Wonderland. And it, the book is about growing up. That's the theme of the book. And she's asked a very specific question by the caterpillar. Who are you? Um, this is a very difficult question for most people to answer. Mm. One that people, myself included, struggle with quite often due to the complexity of our human being. Um, and self-identity, which is defined in many ways in psychology, is the... The The identity that one gives oneself. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, it's how you identify yourself. It is the role or the roles which one believes define oneself. So the self-identity is very important in determining our actions, our perspective of the world. It kind of shapes the way we interact with the world, really, quite honestly. Um, and it influences how we prioritize certain ideas, beliefs, values, the actions we take towards them. Um, and from an early on in our lives, our identity um, is shaped by our parents. You mentioned your name is Sandima. You were given that name and you don't know why, mm-hmm. but that that stuck with you and it shaped your identity um, and your decisions into religion or Christianity. And the external world plays a significant role in how we view ourselves, whether it's our parents or our aunts and uncles, our siblings, whoever we grew up with. It it really influenced how we view ourselves. And ultimately, though, as we grow up, we start to develop our own sense um, of identity beyond just physical attributes like your name, your age, your gender or societal roles like dad, grandpa, father, pastor, friend, Um, and many things, as you can imagine, contribute to our unique identity, like our personality traits, abilities, beliefs, all of these things. I mean, now we are in a world, it's 2023 and people ask you like, what do you, how do you describe yourself? Or how do you, what do you identify with? I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've ever gotten that question Mm -hmm. because people can be like, I'm a man, but I identify as a goat Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever. Like there's, it's crazy. It's gotten crazy. Um, Self-identity, but who are you? How would you, what would you say you, who would you say you are? How would you describe yourself? And this could, you could answer this in many, many different ways.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, the parents that, had me, uh, there's a lot of traits in them that I carry up to today. Mm -hmm. Uh, My dad and my mom uh, come from very humble background. But uh, one thing that, you know, I learned from them is uh, service of others. Mm -hmm. That is very key to who I am. I... If I went into politics, I would have been a civil rights activist. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I I like to stand up for the suppressed, the oppressed, the little ones. And, uh, you know, my 13 years in a particular denomination in Sierra Leone, I was always an advocate for the pastors who were out there in the outskirts, Mm -hmm. who were forgotten. I will speak at conferences for them and their benefits. And and so my life is really one of service. And that's why, in fact, when I went into ministry, it was not too hard for me Mm. to be able to live and work among people of different, you know, status and abilities and and, uh, whatever. So service is very important to me.
0: Mm-hmm. How else would you describe yourself? What?
1: If I, uh, if I were to say, I would like to be a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah? A vehicle.
0: Okay. Later on, as we talk about families, there's going to be a question that I ask you about, like what particular trait would you like to see carry on? And you mentioned service Mm -hmm. um, because I see that in my own life. I see myself as a service-oriented person, and I've seen that passed through from generation to like Mm -hmm. you and through us. So that's a very significant piece, and we will dive into that a little later. But how? I mean, what what are your likes? What are your dislikes? What is your What is your personality like?
1: You know, I am a very I'm an extrovert. Uh, you, can't, you can't cover me. You can't put a ball over my head. <laughs> I will speak out. And, uh, you know, my interests, I like to, I'm adventurous. I like to go places. I like to go places. I like to know things. And that got me into trouble when I was growing <laughs> up in Jamaa, in a very secretive societal community you know, my uncles will hit me on the head because I wanted to know why is this happening this way and why do we have to do it this way? And that was not something that was entertained. in the society I grew up, you know, you you have to just follow the flow. Yeah. You you have to follow the flow. So, yeah.
0: There was one part in the book where he said that they didn't consult with your, your opinion. I think you were moving around. Like you had to go live with
1: Oh yeah. one. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> you're oh, like, yeah. I was I mean, not
0: consulted with. And as I was no, reading that, no. um I'm imagining because I, I would describe you too, as an extrovert adventurous and yeah. like yeah. knowing things like asking questions, not really mm-hmm. always conforming with the norm. You mm-hmm. want to know why do I have to do this yeah. this way? Yeah, and all that. I think I find myself in that same, I'm similar yeah. in those yeah. ways.
1: I'm- well, you know, in Sierra Leone, there are many things that your parents do for you or to you. You don't ask questions. <laughs> your parents, you know. So I went to live with my aunt at two years old. I didn't know, you know. You had no. <laughs> yeah, I went to no live with my it. uncle when I was eight years old. Nobody told, asked me, will you want? Do you want to go?" No. They just said, okay, you're going to live with his uncle. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It (laughs) It is only when I became an adult, after I left high school, that I began to make decisions on my own. Mm -hmm. Until that time, everything was whatever my dad or mom say, I follow. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I would use those same, (laughs) I would describe you in those similar (laughs) manners. And I think one other thing, too, you're very, very outspoken. You're very, oh, very, yeah. you're... <laughs> yeah, you, you, I,
1: you can't put me in a box. Yeah, <laughs> you're,
0: if there's... And you will have an opinion, you will speak it I'll and speak you will share it, it yeah. And, yeah. You'll, and your convictions are very strong. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing I've noticed about you growing up with you and knowing you as my dad is you have very strong convictions. And one of those strong convictions is about your faith. Um, mm-hmm. And I think as we talk about like, who are you? I want to tap into like, Who's are you? Like, mm. I think you would consider yourself a
1: man of God. Oh, I am. I am a child of God child, first yes. and then a man of God. Mm. And that decision was made personally in 1976, right after I left high school. You know, growing up in a religious household, you know, I I followed the stuff, but it was until I made a personal decision for myself. And after that, it was all what I know I am, where I'm going, and what God wants me to do. There was no doubt in my mind, you know, where He wanted me to. Mm. So, right from high school, I went straight to Bible school, you know. And that was not something my dad wished for me, like <laughs> my elder brother, because our dad has the idea that everyone as we grow up, Finish high school, we get job, and then support the younger ones behind us, uh, yeah. which is you know what, <laughs> what he wanted all of us as a man who has had twenty seven kids. You, <laughs> you have to have, help out, yeah, yeah. You want to have help, yeah. But uh, so you know, going into ministry, I made a conscious decision, mm-hmm. and uh, never regretted it. And what an day.
0: incredible journey it's yeah. been! What an incredible it's
1: been. It's been yeah. yeah.
0: Um, So the next thing that once you, once we figure out like, who are you? Who am I? The next thing most people look to find after discovering their self purpose is what am I here for? Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. We are all made for a purpose and the search for purpose can become a lifelong quest for many. Um, From a Christian perspective, our purpose is to love God because he first loved us and we are to share and show that same love to others. So, there's a famous book by renowned Christian author and global influencer Rick Warren called The Purpose Driven Life. Driven life yeah. You've read it, I'm mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> Contrary to most self help books, which suggest that people should look within, Pastor Warren uh, encouraged readers to look at the bigger picture by starting with God and his external purpose for each of our life. Do you agree with this? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes.
1: I know that I am here for something that God wants me to do and to carry on, Mm -hmm. particularly since I made a decision to follow him. He's set me on earth not just to live life, but to live life of service, of trusting him, Mm -hmm. of obeying him, and to helping others to know him. Mm -hmm. For that, I am here on earth. And in whatever, as pastor, you do that, on a daily basis, but since I've not been pastor, pastor in a church, I do my utmost best wherever I go, you know, to assist or you know, witness to people, share, you know, Jesus, and, and I would do that until the last breath.
0: Okay. Yeah. And the next question here is: What do you believe the purpose of life is? Do you believe? Do you agree with Pastor Warren? I sure thing? do.
1: Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, life without God, I don't know how you do it, but uh, I'm glad I you have God yours. with me Yeah. and he works with me.
0: That's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. And I mean, purpose is one of those things where it's it becomes even harder when you don't believe in God or you don't mm-hmm. have some kind of faith. It's trying to figure out like, how did I get, first of all, the, the, the talk of how we got here as humans is still a mystery. We're still trying to (laughs) make sense of that and not having that spiritual North star to say, okay, this is why I was created for this bigger picture thing becomes even more confusing. So, um, so it's one thing to know yourself, who you are, what you're doing, But it's another thing to have the confidence to show up as that individual. Mm. Um, I would like to say that you're a pretty confident guy. I've watched you maneuver through various situations and circumstances, both with confidence and grace. Webster defines confidence as a feeling of consciousness of one's power or reliance of one's circumstances or faith or belief that one will act in a right way, proper, effective way. Or the quality or state of being certain. Basically, you need some level of confidence to Mm -hmm. be able to move through this world. So do you consider yourself a confident person? Have you always been this way? And what made you, what gave you that confidence?
1: Well, first of all, as a kid, I had confidence that I'm able to do whatever that I'm put to do. So in elementary school, in, uh, in Jamal, uh, you know, we, I, it's not happening now in most schools in Sierra Leone, but we have hot mental in the morning where the teacher, before school starts, the teacher gives you some uh, problems and whoever, you know, finds a solution, puts your hands up and you answer. I was always very prompt in uh, coming up with answers. And, Back in those days, when you do that, you also help the teacher to spank those who do not provide the answers. And I was used <laughs> in many ways. And I'm grateful for this teacher I talked about, Teacher Kamanda, who was, you know, not just our mandate teacher, but he was also our English literature teacher in elementary school. So he instilled that confidence in me. He saw something in me back then. As, you know, seven-year-old, eight-year-old elementary school got by, and he said, you know, you can do anything with the kind of, uh, you know, brains that you have. Hmm. And in my elementary school, I was always either number one or number two in my class. I, You know, that was prevalent until I came to form three. When it gets a little tougher. <laughs> uh, <then laughs> yeah. The competition got yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I am, I've i always been confident. I've always known that I can do it. I will do it, you know, work hard, and I can do it. Okay. So that confidence is still there. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, all
0: right. So that's, I mean, from age seven, you said? Mm-hmm. With the that's, that's awesome. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's it's so difficult to build confidence when you're older. Yeah. I think the yeah. older you get, the more harder it is. And when you, as a kid, I think it's, it's amazing when, because kids are like sponge, yeah. what you tell them, what you teach them, how you so talk to true. them, how you, it, the, 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 your interactions with them, they just soak it in. Yeah. So I think as a young age, if someone is there telling you, you're confident, you can do it. You can, you believe it, you internalize it yeah. and you, you run with it. Yeah. And I think as you, as you grow, if you have that in you and you have, I mean, I've worked with kids who have been abused or who grew up in like neglected homes and just seeing how their self-confidence is, is lower as they get older mm. and just see how they struggle in different yeah. situations and no, different not circumstances.
1: Me. You know, so, when I was uh, in elementary school uh, at class five, uh, back in Jama, it, you know, only the teachers will be the ones that will help people to write letters. Mm. Somebody comes, sits with you and speaks Mende, and you write in English, and then they mail that letter. So class five, my first wow. experience and exposure and, and uh, to build on the confidence that commander has told me I have, this lady came and, you know, asked me to write a letter. So she was speaking in Mende, I'm writing in English. Wow. So that letter went and she got a reply. It was mailed, the reply was mailed. That lady took that letter almost around the whole of (laughs) Njama, just you know, bragging Bragging about about, me. uh, Yeah, bragging about me. And from that day, I became the go-to person. Yeah, so they will no longer go to teachers to write help them write their letters. I will be the one. Yeah. And in fact, that made me, you know, in those days, you write a letter, they get a response. Or just writing it, they give you a little food, you know, oh. give you. your oh, <laughs> you get yeah, compensation. Yeah, you get some compensation. <laughs> food, you know, and there's not much money, but people, it, it was the talk of the town in Jama. Nice,
0: yeah. nice. Yeah. And did your parents... I'm sure that was annoying oh, to your my, my
1: auntie was pretty happy about it. Oh, that. that's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was very happy. And my teachers, too.
0: Just having that yeah, level of...
1: Yeah. 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 So until I left, even when I went to secondary school, i will come back for holidays. I will be the go-to person. The go-to person. Yeah. To write their letters. Did you ever
0: annoy your parents with your confidence about, I can do it, I can...
1: <laughs> Not really. You know, back in those days, uh, the parents... We're more happy if you, you know, do something. Our dad, one of the things he challenged us, uh, you know, when we were growing up, right at the stage where there were 18 of us living in the same house, he challenged us. He would buy newspapers. He had his newspapers every day. Once he finished reading them, he would give it to us. And by Sunday, the end of the start of the week, he would give us quiz. You know, what we read in the what newspaper. What you read in the newspaper. Yeah. Okay. And then he gives us biscuits as, you know, prizes. Nice. But he challenged our confidence. He, you know, it was me, Auntie Susan, uh, uh, Josie, Ansu. Yeah. We are the kids that we are really. Is that going? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, shout out to Teacher Kamanda. Is he still alive? <laughs> No. Well, it was, <laughs> Shout out to him for yeah. instilling that in you yeah. uh, for sure. So how has your confidence developed over the years and and especially as you discovered faith and as you discovered God? Mm-hmm. How has that confidence? How have you relied on him?
1: It, it has grown and and developed much when I became a pastor. You know, mm-hmm. there there's no congregation that was too big or too, you know, Mm -hmm. important for me to stand and speak.
0: Yeah, you need confidence to
1: speak. I I have stood before Mm -hmm. parliamentarians. I've spoken before two presidents in my life. So, you know, I've spoken before missionaries, high ups. And, uh, you know, when I went to Matru, as a little young pastor. I pastored a church that was 800 membership. And, you know, everybody talked about, how bold I was in my preaching, Yeah, you know, that confidence is still there.
0: You know? Did you ever doubt, have you ever doubted your confidence? Mm-hmm. Have you, nice. No, that's good.
1: No, no.
0: That okay. is, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, I mean, I think that is, part. that's right. the first part, right. but there are some rapid questions. Okay. Um, okay. And we didn't get to pray before we started. So yeah. before we end, we'll say a prayer. Okay. But um, let's get to the rapid questions. These are just questions that don't require a lot of thinking. You can mm-hmm. just answer them. Mm-hmm. think We'll say like you get 30 seconds. <laughs> All right. so, so what's your favorite color? Uh, blue. What is your favorite food? Well, rice.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the soup is my, granite soup granite is my soup. favorite <laughs> on top of rice. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite sport? Uh, football. Would you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert? Extrovert. Yep. Um, what has been your favorite age so far?
1: Ooh,
0: I know, that's F, a thinker.
1: Maybe <laughs> yeah. when I was 40. Oh,
0: okay.
1: 40, yeah. yeah.
0: One, okay, one thing you like and love about yourself.
1: Uh, I I like to be myself. Mm. I've never pretended to be somebody else.
0: Mm, Okay. Um, are you proud of the man that you are today?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Finish the phrase, today I am grateful for.
1: Today I'm grateful for my family.
0: Awesome. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you. Do you have any last words of wisdom for The listeners about, I mean, we talked about the self today. So what would you like to say to people
1: listening? Well, I want to say, you know, anyone listening to me, uh, always know that there's something you can do in this world to make life better. And you are the only one that can do that part. Nobody else. So find that niche. And work on it, and you will get to find fulfillment.
0: Absolutely. So, everyone listening, the self is important because there is something in this world that only you can do. So, mm-hmm. it's important that you know who you are, mm-hmm. what your purpose is, and what you're doing. So, thank yeah. you very much, Daddy. Thank you very much, Juju. So, we will yeah. do a closing yes. prayer. Yeah, all right. Um, would you do us the honor? Yes. Thank you.
1: Father God, we're grateful for the blessings of knowing you and the blessings of following you. We thank you for this time, for others to hear about what you have done in my own life. And I thank you for Juju for this opportunity. May you continue to guide us and help us. May your grace cover us in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Until next time, this is Sundays with Sundima. Thank you. Thank you. Mm
1: -hmm.